Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 28 of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey joined MBG in the virtual studio. Thought we'd kick things off this week with a question I meant to ask during last week's episode. We were talking about some Kansas State fans' responses to the possibility of playing a game in Mexico. And I had in my notes, I was wondering what's the worst place each of you has ever watched a game? So, Casey, what about you? Any good stories? Yeah, you know I'm long-winded, so here we go. I have a top three for you. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, number three, I'm going Duke, circa mid-1990s. Uh, I don't know if you were ever there who's, but it was literally a glorified high school stadium. In fact, had a track going around it. It was just miserable. We were there for homecoming, and we were looking for, like, to party afterwards, and it, it was dead as a doornail. Like, we went to UNC to actually have a beer because it was so dang quiet my number two is wake forest wake forest which is a beautiful setting actually a pretty nice stadium but they have no amenities whatsoever they're they have food trucks as their concessions and porta johns for their bathrooms again glorified high school stadium and finally and this is just personal the citrus bowl in orlando florida as a child, I used to watch the Citrus Bowl and think Orlando, beautiful, Mickey Mouse, everything, just how nice it was. Even the way that the stadium was filmed, it was beautiful. And then I went to uh, Alabama-Michigan State Citrus Bowl game, and it's a dump in the middle of a dumpy city. And then I went to Clemson, Oklahoma, and my friend's car got stolen. Um, it, it's just like not a nice place at all. It's not this magical place. So literally my childhood was ruined by the citrus bowl so even when i pass it when i'm in orlando like i i cringe because and i look for my friend's car because she never got it back yeah I, i've been to the citrus bowl probably well before you were there i was there in 80 well 90 i guess january of 90 and uh yeah it was a dump back then so sure this is a lot later and it doesn't sound like much has changed no it's the same right, joy what about you I just want to say that one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is how young y'all make me feel every week when y'all say like going <laughs> to stadiums. And I was like, I was negative four years old. Like I wasn't even born yet. So I just want to thank y'all so much. You're right. welcome. I have two and one is really just to trigger some people. But my first one is University of Charlotte. It's literally miserable. It's literally a high school stadium. It's aluminum bleacher. I mean, it's the whole nine yards. I, I, in fact, I think my high school stadium was nicer than theirs. I mean, it was atrocious at every level. The second, probably the biggest disappointment I've ever experienced was the University of South Carolina. I mean, it was just not that nice. Um, I had to walk like 702 miles to get to my seat. Their fans make it miserable. There's no good place to get shade. I mean, it was just like the worst experience in my life. And I had to watch South Carolina. So that was really just the icing on the cake. It looks like an, a dead cockroach. Yeah, it's, it's literally the worst. And then you like look out and there's nothing to see. You're like, people pay to go to school here. Like, you no, it's just, it's horrific at every level. 
That's why you're my favorite. I'm only doing that so you know someone will get someone they'll talk about us and get us some traction because I'm thirsty. <laughs> this is where I'll throw out my obligatory. My wife is a gamecock. <laughs> I like South Carolina. That way we at least get we can't I, get accused of totally going after them the whole podcast. I have two drinks, so I'm not thirsty. <laughs> All right, MVG. Well, are we talking like worst one experience or just the worst stadium? Because, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever, however you want to interpret that. I, my maybe one of my worst experiences was at Utah State back at this early two thousands. Utah State was one of the worst teams in the country and had been for a long time. And I found myself in the end of November in the end zone bleachers, which at the time at Utah State was simply just concrete, in six inches of snow watching three and seven Utah State play two and eight Idaho in about 10 degree temperature. And I remember in the third quarter just sitting there thinking, what am I doing? Why am I even here? That's a sickos committee game. Yeah. That so that but the worst the worst I mean the worst stadium is Boise State. And aside from the hideous blue turf, the stadium itself is an absolute cluster. They just kept adding on. And it just makes no rhyme or reason. Like you can't get from one side of the field to the other. Half of the views are obstructed. It's just a piece of garbage. So in terms of just stadium, Boise State, that that thing is awful. But in terms of one experience, it was at Utah State. It was terrible. Yeah, mine's mine's more of just an experience thing. Uh, And this is back in the day. I think things have gotten better, but. You know, back in the early 90s, early mid 90s, College Park was just a cesspool and you would get a special kind of drunk, stupid and angry. That's hard to find outside of West Virginia when you go to a Maryland game. And also they they were in the ACC back then. So that was you know a big rivalry for us. So, you know, you wore Virginia stuff in that stadium at your own risk. I, I do want to give a shout out to it's not college, but any Steelers Ravens game. <laughs> I have Raven season tickets for 15 years. And I, so I went probably to 15. I've been probably 15 of those games. And at least twice I showed up and saw blood before the game started where there were fights. And <laughs> on one occasion had a Steelers fan threaten to kill me. So that's, those things, that's a literal blood feud when you go to that game. So <laughs> I agree with the, the bird stadium. Holy moly. I went with my like five-year-old nephew and with no gear on and got pelted with stuff because I yeah. wasn't pulling for Maryland. Oh, yeah. pelted with you name it, I was hit with it. It's a big head, so it's a big target. <laughs> they, were, a, they were ruthless. It's a good target. Yeah. They were ruthless. All right. So we're gonna do another mailbag this week. And this week's question comes from Twitter user at is it Skibo Lightning? And Skibo Lightning is going to get a free MBG t-shirt, I believe, since we're reading this question on the air. And he asked, what college football coaches would you pay to watch fight? And if so, why? What are their tactical advantages should a combat situation arise? So, Casey, you want to kick it off? Man, this was a tough one for me, admittedly. So, I have, uh, I went Herb versus Petrino. (laughs) And the loser... Gets their ass kicked by the their mistress's boyfriends. You got levels to this. <laughs> yeah, there was levels. Yeah, so that is, I feel like this was like that Golden Gloves or whatever they had back in the day, rough and rowdies, where they had to keep going. You know, right. one match led to another. Yeah, I feel like that. That's this case, but I just feel like there's you know 
Petrino will have a motorcycle. Maybe he'll come in with the neck brace on, just thinking <laughs> so, so, so that Herb doesn't mess with him too hard. I don't know what Herb does. He brings his his box of Papa John's pizza and he puts uh, his finger know. in inappropriate places. Is what he, he does. He might, he might, <laughs> yeah. So who wins your hypothetical battle there, Casey? I think Petrino, just because I like him a little bit more than Herb, and I, I don't like Petrino either one too. of them. Yeah, I would take Bobby in that one. I think. I think he's just shiftier. You know. He's a little bit more sleazy than Herb. <laughs> All right, Joy. I have a couple guesses as to who yours would be. I'll be interested to see if I'm right or not. I don't think I don't think you're going to get it. Mine's going to be like I'm calling it the battle of the basic white coaches. I'm putting Dabo against Brent Venables, and all I really need, all Dabo is really going to have to bring is his Bible because he'll just beat the living tar out of him with that. And who's going to? Who's going to be God? I mean, absolutely no one. So that I just feel like that, I just want to see the battle. You bring up a great point. Thanks. I thought so. <laughs> what do you think I was going to choose? Who's? I just I assumed that you would have someone beating the crap out of Jimbo. So. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. That's just so predictable. And also, it's funny that you mentioned that. I almost brought up that that. Um, kind of sort of almost happened the year that LSU and uh, A&M went into seven overtimes. There was a fight That's after right. the game, but it was That's with right. Jimbo's son. And That's right. running over to talk trash to Kevin Falk, who was our running back coach. And my favorite picture to this day is Kevin Falk just caught back ready to knock him out. I mean, he knocked the tar out of Jimbo's son. So, you know, if Jimbo can't get hit, I guess his son's the next guy. Wow, I'm a horrible person, but there's that. Yeah, going after Kevin Falk seems like a bad idea. Yeah, like how ignorant are you? Yeah, how, or any and you are playing, you are playing, you're wearing a big diamond chain around your neck that your daddy paid for. Shut up and go to the locker room. All right, MVG, who do you have? Well, my first thought was uh, to pick two of the toughest coaches that I thought that were maybe rivals. So I thought like Kalani Sataki and Kyle Whittingham, those two dudes look like they're freaking tough. But then I thought that's kind of boring. So I thought of the two craziest five, craziest coaches that I could think of. And I think if you pit Greg Schiano against Brett Venables, those two dudes look like the craziest two dudes in college football. And you put them in a ring to fight each other, uh, I'd pay money to see that. I don't know who would have the tactical advantage there, but they both seem crazy to me. So I think that would make for a good fight. I could see Shiano killing a guy with his bare hands. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mess and, with and that, not, dude. And not really feeling bad about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably just looking at his assistants like, hey, pick him up. Let's go. <laughs> but Venables looks just looks like a maniac, man. He looks like one of those guys who just walk on the other side of the street. because He not is a maniac. Sure what's, what's going through his brain. Correct. He looks like a crazy person. I wouldn't mess with him. I don't know if he's tough, but I don't think it matters if you're crazy. <laughs> it doesn't. You gotta, you gotta show a little crazy. Yeah. I'd rather fight a tough guy than a crazy guy. Crazy wins every week. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those so are I, the type that you punch in the face and they just laugh at you, and you're right. like, "Okay, well, that was all I had. Yeah, that was that was a bad idea. <laughs> that was it." <laughs> So uh, I'm going with a couple of retired guys, and I, this is a throwback to some of our old episodes. I'm going with Mangino versus Freegen and Nevada Pudding. It's <laughs> a wrestling match to the death. And, and I think Ralph, I mean, I think Mangino takes it because 
I mean, Friedgen uh-huh. was always kind of an affable guy, you know, Mangino just was a little bit crazy. So if I had to pick a winner, I'd pick Mangino, but that would be my pick. Mangino just wins. He wins at life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he ate his parents. You think he's going to lose to Friedgen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A little known rumor started here on the podcast. I would say Charlie Weiss gets the winner, and then we'll just figure it out from there. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to our next segment Genius of the Week. As always, each one of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, someone who did something particularly dumb in the last week. Last week, Casey's nominee of Alabama fans won with 37% of the vote. Followed by Joy and MBG with 26% each. I came in a distant last. So Joy, Casey, and Hoos are now tied with four wins. And MBG is in second place. Mm-hmm. I'll, just, I'll just leave it there. You're in second place. <laughs> All right. I like it. All right, Casey, you're going to keep the winning streak alive this week? I, I think it's a I think it's a certainty because I'm going with the biggest bonehead genius of the week, and that's Bob Huggins. Bob Huggins was goaded into a anti-Semitic. No, that's not the right word, but anti-religion. Uh, a comment. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I'll let this kind of marinate with the group here. But he said some really dumb things on a radio show. I say dumb things on a radio show weekly, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> but I don't. not that dumb. Yeah, Bob Huggins is my genius of the week. I, I'm not even going to expound any further. He said it twice. It was crazy, right? <laughs> he said it twice. The yeah. first time you're like, oh, okay, he slipped. Yeah. And the second time you're like, well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, and probably meant- worse is that they're keeping him. Yeah. What do y'all think about the penalty? I love that they're keeping him. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I freaking hate cancel culture. You held him accountable. You made him financially responsible. You're enabling him to be better, and you're giving him a platform to do so. I'm for it. If he screws up again, fire him. But in a day and age where everyone gets fired the second they make a mistake and no one's allowed to be human, I'm very pro a second chance. That's probably yeah. going to be an unpopular opinion. But I don't know. Do you really think Huggy's going to be better, though? I mean, that's... <laughs> I I'm mean... not saying he's going to be better, but I'm saying yeah. that I am, I, I am very pro giving someone the opportunity to be better. If yeah. he chooses to screw up again, can his ass. But I, I, don't, I don't think he'll screw up again. I think he won't um, do radio shows anymore. I freaking I mean, hate cancel culture. <laughs> well, I, I don't even know if it's cancel culture. I, I mean, I guess it is. But what what happens is the school then starts losing money because you yeah. have XYZ company that says, we give you $2.5 billion a year to put our name on the stadium. We don't want to be associated with that guy who's throwing out anti-religion. And maybe that is cancel culture. I don't know. But like once the school starts losing money over it, that's when it becomes. That's why most of these guys get fired. For I, I understand that, like to an extent, but then I also think that a lot of schools like don't even talk to their boards, and they're just like, "We're just going to avoid this because it's a PR nightmare before we actually ever." And that's true too. It is a happen. PR nightmare. And I mean, it just happened with Barstool. They fired Mincy for what he did, and then lost five hundred million dollars in stocks in twenty-four hours. Like their stock crashed. So. Well, there was a poster on the West Virginia board who said he wasn't going to renew his season tickets if oh, they did him. fire, if they <laughs> did fire Huggy. So maybe, maybe that's why he didn't get canned. There were some interesting takes on the West Virginia boards about Huggins' remarks, right? Well, I'm in, shocked. The, in the in the beginning, 
there was this whole thread and several posts that they didn't really think that that was even Huggins on the recording. Right. That, that, was, that was the one I was thinking of. So some guy says, oh, that's a deep fake until proven otherwise. Another guy says, that doesn't even sound like Hugs. And, you know, it just went on and on about them thinking that it was either some someone fabricated it or set him up or it was some AI robot. I don't know. It did right. sound like he was just coming off like an eight-day bender. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, it was sort of like Huggy. Huggy. Right. I mean, <laughs> A.K.A. Bob Huggins. <laughs> but did anyone hear that and say, geez, that just doesn't sound like something no. Bob Huggins would say. I, I thought, uh, oh, Bob Huggins really screwed up twice. <laughs> I mean, good he Lord. He thought it was funny. And so did yeah. the guys that were on the radio. Well, the radio yeah, I mean, the radio guys are the worst. Good Lord. I mean, yeah, that was the worst. Yeah, I mean, they're encouraging it, if anything. All right. Well, Casey, I think you just won. I mean, I'm yeah, not sure. I think that's going to be a tough one to beat. Let's see, though. Joy, who do you have this week? Um, my genius of the week is Greg Byrne. He is the athletic director at the University of Alabama, and he is the genius of the week. But he's also the genius of just like the last year. Go. All of these things have happened under him. Football player Jermaine Burton strikes Tennessee female on the field. Football player Tony Mitchell was arrested for a gun and weed. Basketball Darius Miles was arrested for capital murder. Basketball transfer commit Jaquan Walton was arrested for gun and weed. Their baseball coach was fired from a point shaving investigation. And their deputy athletic director, Travis Self, was arrested for domestic violence. What's not on here is that Nick Saban also cost their men's basketball team a national championship. <laughs> so, Greg Burns really screwing up his entire job. Therefore, he is my genius of the week. He's got a tough, tough, he's had a tough month or so. What you didn't see in that when you were uh, reading the, all the offenses was that Nate Oates was quoted as saying, wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. I was trying <laughs> to be nice. I don't have to watch episode. We got to work that in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit. MBG, I think you got, might have an uphill battle against Huggy Bear this week, but what do you got yeah, for us? I might as well forfeit, but I'll give it a run. <laughs> if you just fouled out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just so just, funny, like last week you were like, this is the week, and now you're like, I'm forfeiting. Well, I can't beat I can't beat Casey's, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there anyways. So mine is this a Maryland fan. And I, I don't yeah, know. You're not winning. No <laughs> yeah. I mean, do I even need to read it or should yes. I just uh, yeah, read it? You gotta oh, we'll see if you and I get more votes than Casey's cable guy got. You had 119 votes last week. That was a hundred and Eight more than I had two weeks ago. So how many did you have, Casey? I don't know. I didn't do that math. I had eleven last week. I had eleven votes last week. Well, two All weeks. All right. So we'll play to just to not finish last. Um, so apparently Maryland was playing Penn State and maybe the in lacrosse in the championship game. Uh, was it an ACC championship game in lacrosse? And there was a Maryland fan who was upset that he was going to uh, be unable to attend the game. And he was upset. Apparently, he lives in Pennsylvania. And he said that when they first moved to Pennsylvania, they kept hearing about this thing called the Thon, which apparently turns out turned out that it was some sort of dance-a-thon that they had to, to raise money for cancer treatment. And they've been doing this for like 40 years. And he says, you know, he's complaining that there's like grown-up men who still talk about going to the Thon. And it's so lame. Well, he found out that because of the thong, his kids, one of his kids' baseball games 
had to be moved to a different location, which was going to cause him to have to miss the Penn State Maryland lacrosse game. And so he was mad that they were having this fundraiser for cancer treatment. And he rails on Penn State because apparently they started this whole thing. So he says at the end, he says, but since his this high school does a fawn and they are doing it outside WTF this year on the two turf fields for the high school, they had to move the game to an away game to accommodate the game. Uh, they bumped the varsity and JV games to later in the afternoon. So we're out there for a five 30 game. I won't even get home until probably a friggin' Penn state. God. So because he's upset that Penn state's trying to raise money for cancer, instead of allowing him to go to a championship lacrosse game, he'll be my genius of the week. <laughs> and I'll finish in a distant third. Any, any other week you had this. I think it's going to be a race between uh, MBG and me for fourth, third and fourth here because Mine kind of falls under joy. So for mine, I'm going with Gap Tooth Huckleberry Brad Bohannon, former head coach of the Alabama baseball team. As Joy alluded to, he was fired after it was it was determined that uh, my understanding is someone was placing bets on an Alabama LSU game while they were on the phone with Bohannon. According to one source, the bet at issue had a max return of about seven thousand dollars, which means Bohannon risked his career and four hundred and seventy five thousand dollars salary for a two thousand thirteen Ford Fusion. Which, <laughs> hey, the, by the way, fully loaded. Yeah, fully loaded. Power um, windows and everything. <laughs> so the best comment I got because I have to work in my buddies, of course, in almost every episode. I was talking about this with my friends from college, and my buddy Doctor Djen said, obviously, his dentist likes betting against the spread, which I thought was freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So, for all of those reasons, uh, Brad Bohannon is my genius of the week. Congrats, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> MBG, I, it's going to be close between you and me. I don't think either one of us gets 10%. That's my guess for this week. I would love no. if all the listeners were just like, let's just surprise MBG one week and just vote for him. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. So sorry. <laughs> it would be funny, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> it would be funny, but if they haven't felt pity on you yet, they definitely aren't going to now. What's your birthday? Maybe we can figure it out. You know? <laughs> I, I do have to admit, it's one of my favorite running things that you haven't won yet. Because well, it, like, it will be iconic when it comes to an Oh, uh, the party I'm going to throw for myself <laughs> when you win MBJ is going to be epic. I won't throw a party because I'll be going to sleep, but maybe I'll celebrate the next day. Last week, I had 401 votes. And second and third place, I think that was MBG and, Me. and Joy had 282 votes. And who's had 119 votes. MBG, that might have been the most you've ever had. So, like, that's a celebration. Yeah, you you're getting there. We're moving up. Well, just have the party at, like, 530 in the evening so Joy can attend. <laughs> right. Oh, Grandma over here is... When she gets back from dinner. Right. <laughs> hey, I even the senior citizen. The food is hot. When Joy gets back from the Golden Corral at 530. <laughs> that, they don't the have... Buff- that 430 buffet is hitting. Piccadilly, Piccadilly. Piccadilly. <laughs> That's good. All right. Before we start on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to College Football Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. We also want to give a shout out to the Sickos Committee podcast. They're currently doing a 39 part series on the best season of all time for teams who are below 500 all time. And it's fantastic. You can find them on Twitter at Sickos Committee. 
and you can find the Sickos Committee podcast on Spotify, Apple, and other podcast platforms. Tremendous follow on Twitter. You gotta yeah, go oh my God, they're awesome. Big fans. Yeah, and that series, I mean, that's just a fantastic idea, concept for a podcast series, right? Oh, they, they have fantastic ideas yeah. every week, every, well, every year, I guess. <laughs> all the that's time the, that's the wrong phrase yeah all the I think time. That's, i'm trying to like way <laughs> overdo it but they're really good they have really good ideas all right so mvg what do you have lined up for us this week all right well so my first one is from joy's favorites the texas a&m aggies oh god uh, again and you know it's may now so it's prime time for the texas aggies to really start feeling uh, start feeling it uh, for the coming season. So this is a post on Tex Ags by a poster named J. Wynn Tex. And he says, I'll go, to, I'll go to my grave believing ESPN basically went to Sankey and told him that they were taking Texas and Oklahoma. How he was to handle that was up to him. He obviously earned the snaky nickname from how it got handled. Now I'll stop there just to say that Texas A&M fans are still livid that the SEC let Texas in. And most of them think that there's some giant conspiracy led by ESPN that brought Texas in just to screw Texas A&M. So that's kind of what started this. So then he goes on to say, I would still be on the phone with the Big Ten. This is a war, and the Big Ten needs some Southern representation from a giant AAU research school in a huge state. Mizzou would probably go too. The SEC does nothing for the Ags going forward. No recruiting advantage, diluted state viewership now, and increased competition from two schools with a lot of resources. In the end, this is the kicker right here. This is this is this is the kicker. In the end, AM did way more for the SEC than the SEC has ever done for Texas AM. Joy. The floor is yours. <laughs> the funny part about it is the fact that they said Missouri would probably come too, as if that's some kind of advantage. That was funny. That, that you're showing your education level basically just by that statement alone. I would really love to ask Jay Wynn Tech TX, whatever his name is, what exactly AM brought to the SEC besides a delusional fan base and cult like behavior. You don't do anything for the SEC and except cause trouble. Jimbo was like the f- first coach in history to like want to go and warn press conferences and Greg Sankey letters to come out and tell him to shut up. So I, I don't really know. I don't know what they've brought to us at all. And honestly, they can go to the Big Ten. I would love that. They're going to continue to lose and not be irrelevant. So, you know, go to the Big Ten. I would have a blast. Take Missouri with you. Take them. We'd love it. A 2012 equestrian national championship doesn't do anything for you? <laughs> Let me think about that first. Absolutely not. Hmm. Interesting. How about a 2013 men's outdoor track and field national championship? Oh, and who knows if these are actually real national championships or if they're just claiming them because they like to do that. And they, they it's, like, the it's like when they beat LSU in the 80 times and they made cups. Like it was the end of the world. And they're still giving those cups away today. It's well, I'm just saying. They're still giving done... away cups from 20, what, 18? Like get, get, oh my gosh, they drive me freaking nuts. You can't tell. Male cheerleaders. It, it, I just can't. It sounds like someone is 
jealous about the equestrian national championship. Oh my god, I, it's, I'm overflowing with jealousy. I can't even explain how jealous seems, I am. It seems be, that way. You know, like, <laughs> not be a part of a cult in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Also, like College Station is a dumpster fire. No one wants to live there. Like, what? I hate. I, I heard. I, I heard back in the day how how much better life was going to be in the sec for them. And now they're ready already. What? 10 years in, not even 10 years in, they're ready to go to bolt up, ship up to the big to, 10 to go be eight and four and play Wisconsin in the big 10 <laughs> championship game. That wouldn't I mean, look like they were it. running or anything, right? Like for, when the rival gets added and they bolt, like that would be the embarrassing <laughs> part for me. Like if we left the ACC after Virginia tech got added, it, it just looks like, and I mean, frankly, we should have, given they beat us 15 times in a row or whatever. <laughs> Details, you know. who's Details. <laughs> I mean, they were going to do that either way, I guess. But I also love it because nothing would expose the joke that is Jimbo Fisher more than him going to the Big Ten and continually continuously being beat. Like, that would just make – that would just be icing on cake. I would love that so much. I you don't know, think they're going to be good cake. this year. Go Big Ten, trash. They're not going to be good this year. I disagree with both of you. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be better. Yeah. I don't know about good, but I think they'll be better. You think Haynes think King is good. the answer? Well, no, they got that Wegman kid, Connor Wegman. Oh, they got Connor Wegman, yeah. yeah. Jimbo yeah, is still their coach. Bobby P year. is going to light the SEC on fire. If you think Jimbo's ego is turning over the entire offense to Bobby P, you're not paying attention. Why would you bring Bobby P in? For Because oh. they told him they would fire him if they didn't. Just because they he hired someone good doesn't mean he's actually going to turn over the offense. They're not gonna fire Jimbo. But you know how I you know how I know this post was nuts is because of the number of Texas AM fans that accused me of photoshopping this. Oh, that's <laughs> I saw that. That was wild, I, wasn't it? There was like at least four different Texas AM fans that accused me of photoshopping it. So every time I would just respond with the link, taking them to the page, and then of course they didn't say anything else other than then they would try to say that I that I photoshopped, somehow photoshopped the the somehow the name or something at the top or he doesn't have an ag tag so the ag tag um, thing that's what yeah that's the thing I kept seeing over and over. So apparently on the text on the Texas A and M message board, if you went to Texas A and M and you you can register some way to to prove that you went there, and then your name has a little ag tag next to it to show that you went to Texas A and M. That's so the cool. That I mean, they're ad, just admittedly there's not an ag tag here. But I, cer I certainly, well, I, I did not Photoshop this, but the fact that they accused me of Photoshopping it tells me that they know that this is flat out nuts. Right. <laughs> Which, hey, self-awareness is, is a thing that a lot of people on message boards lack. So hey, congratulations, A&M fans, for having a little bit of self-awareness on this one. And, and this guy, he's been posting since 2020 and he had like 700 posts so it's clearly a texas a&m fan posting on a texas a&m board that was not photoshopped by me i'm gonna start rooting for mizzou by the way because they just get <laughs> excuse my language they get <laughs> all the time on the SEC, man like, just, and vanderbilt even yeah like and they won like the their, east yeah Twice. Like their fans, man their fans are they're like totally into it and rabid and all that stuff like but it's every like this just said, yeah, Mizzou will come. Like, yeah, whatever. They got nothing better to do. Like, what the they hell? always talk about kicking them out. They don't talk about kicking out Vanderbilt. Or no, Vanderbilt, right, right. Or no, anyone they need else. To, 
they need. Vanderbilt I don't want to kick out Vanderbilt. I want to keep them so we can keep our low GPA, and they can be the booster. I'm all for keeping Vanderbilt, and they're pretty but good at football. But Missouri takes all the crap. Always. <laughs> Who else are we? I, no, that's not true. I talk more crap about South Carolina than I do Missouri. I just meant in general on Twitter. Missouri oh, is that's always true. they're always an afterthought. I just they're just they're just kind of there. You know what I mean? Like they're like that family member that comes to family reunions and you're like, oh yeah, like you're a part of our family. We forgot about you. <laughs> that's how we feel. I bought a vintage SEC shirt the other day that doesn't have Missouri or Texas AM on it because I want to remember the days before they were even oh the good old days. The good um, old days. All right. Joy, have you said your piece? I mean, I don't know if I'll ever actually say my piece until Jimbo <laughs> is gone, but I've, I've gotten enough out of my system. Thank you for letting me vent. All right. Well, we're going to shift gears totally then. We're going to talk some college basketball. So this week, LeBron James's son, Bronny, announced that he was committing to USC and not Ohio State, which you would think Ohio State fans would be a little bit disappointed, right, to have the son of a legend, maybe, maybe – the best basketball player in the history of, of basketball uh, be, uh, be on their team. But no, they were actually pleased. Whether or not this was a coping mechanism, I don't know. But there were some posts um, talking about this on Bucknuts. Script Ohio 1890 says, Good riddance. Don't want him or his dad's drama anywhere around Ohio State. Ad writer says, LeBron is a bad person. <laughs> Happy he isn't around the OSU anymore, any more than needs to be. Jake4935 says, thank goodness. And all bucked up says, would much rather spend NIL money on an elite defensive football player. In fact, I would rather just not spend any on basketball and spend it all on football. James is all about himself, and his son is a much less talented version of that. Dude would probably be a Mac player if his dad wasn't LeBron. So would you guys be happy? To not have LeBron's son around the program? They shouldn't be happy. I mean, so he's just, we never get one and done guys. And I think that's what Bronny wants to be. But, I mean, they were 16 and 19 last year. They missed the tournament two out of the last four years. They've made it past the second round of the tournament once in the last 10 years. And he immediately raised the profile of that program, right? I mean, I, it's a no-brainer for me. And he's a... He's from Ohio. I mean, I, I don't know. I I definitely welcome him with open arms. This is definitely a coping me- mechanism, though. Yeah. It's 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 a take my ball and go home kind of two two posts in a row here that we've been discussing. They would they would love to have him. He's like a thirty or fortieth ranked player in the in the country too. So he's not like a top ten. But I know he got chosen for the McDonald's game and. He's got that. He's already got that personality. He's got. He, he's got his dad. He's got all the. I mean, this is Arch Manning all over again. Yeah, I mean, just the name alone, and to have his dad around the program, you would think would be beneficial. Uh, no matter, you know, no matter how good he was or how much he produced. Did you hear who else transferred into uh, Southern Cal too? Yeah. Dennis Rodman Jr. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. They're gonna be fun to watch. I'm already. You know, try and extend my days to stay up a little later to, so that I can watch Pac-12. So you can tell Joy what happened during those games? Wouldn't be me. <laughs> so my question is, how much basketball success do you think they would trade for a win over Michigan this year? <laughs> they would give it all. They would yeah. give it all. They would probably just sacrifice the entire program to beat Michigan. 
the they the probably amount, take Bronny. <laughs> 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 the amount of pressure and emotion that they are already putting into that game is insane to me. I mean, it, it, they literally look at it as a make or break for Ryan Day. So I agree. I think they would trade just the whole basketball program for a win this year. I think that game for the entire season has the most riding on it, maybe even more so than the national championship game in terms of, at least for Ohio State, Ryan Day and the program as a whole. If they lose yeah. that game, I don't know what's going to happen. It's He's going to get fired. There's going to be a lot of good content. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, if they lose for the third time in a row, it's going to be great for us. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's probably going to be the biggest game of the year that there that there is all year long. Yep. And their fans are – I mean, we're how many months away? That game's usually in November, right? Where, it's yeah. Thanksgiving weekend. Six Over six months away, and it, you can still find people talking about it on Twitter just about every day. Every day. Well, let's uh, stay up Let's stay up north and talk about our friends from Notre Dame. We don't talk about them a lot. For good but, reason. Hey, Joy. <laughs> Be nice. This is a good one. So apparently their um, apparel deal is up, and they're looking for a new uh, apparel partner. I think, what were they? Were they Under Armour? So their deal's up. And so there was this post just today um, by a poster, J.J. Alwine. He actually responded on Twitter when I posted this to fess up to this being his tweet, not or his post. His post isn't really so bad, but he has he has a suggestion here. Um, I'm not going to read the whole post. The suggestion he has is that they think outside the box instead of going with Nike or Jordan or back with Adidas or Under Armour, that they go with Gucci or Louis Vuitton. Does anything scream Notre Dame more than Gucci and Louis Vuitton? <laughs> I think this is great. I do too. I'm all for it, man. I was maybe hoping that maybe a like a Yeezy, like Kanye could maybe create a line for him. I think I saw like Adidas or Nike, whoever has Yeezys, had like a surplus of them that they were trying to figure out what to do with. I saw that. They could just slap a big ND on there and sell those babies. I don't know if Louis Vuitton, if they actually make any athletic gear. I'm assuming they don't. So there might be some ramp up cost to doing it. But I think the idea is genius. The only drawback would be if other schools followed, we'd end up being like Marshalls or TJ Maxx or something like that. Like Like New Balance? Yeah. And one. I could see Joy marching around town with her Louis Vuitton Notre Dame bag. Man, if looks could kill anything Notre Dame ever. If this was a visual medium, we'd all be dead. (laughs) This this might be the first post that ever got a bunch of downvotes that we all think is a good idea. I think it's great. I never heard this idea. I don't see a downside. I don't either. (laughs) I think it's if it's good enough for Slick Rick, it's good enough for me. As far as I'm concerned, uh, they've never made athletic gear in there. Like that's not any of their things. Details. One t-shirt is going to cost three hundred ninety-nine bucks, but no big deal. That's the <laughs> yeah. same as selling what? Like my math isn't good. It's like the same as selling ten regular price t-shirts. Just going to sell one Gucci Notre Dame t-shirt, right? I'm right, sure. Maybe. I think the math works. 
Yeah, Talk about misappropriating religious funds. I mean, my lord. Well, it's not like the Pope is paying for this. <laughs> Even though Notre Dame acts like God is, you know, walking on their <laughs> campus every day. The Pope and Gucci, I would pay good money to see. That would be a now that that, would, that is a story who's that I can get behind. Do we know for sure that that's not who makes the Pope's robes? I don't think it's Gucci. It's probably like Christian Louboutin or something. All right. Do you think the All Pope right. is getting Christian Louboutin robes? Maybe. <laughs> I think he's getting it from, you know, the vow of poverty, right? No, the nuns do. I don't know if he does. This is a very hard-hitting podcast right we'll now. We'll have to... <laughs> between legal advice and religious fashion, we've got you covered. Papal fashion. That's our new... Now I need to know. Podcast. All right, let's move on. We'll stay, <laughs> we'll stay up north. We'll, we'll, we'll stay up north with our friends from Michigan. And there was a Michigan poster who looks like maybe just broke up with his girlfriend over something extremely serious here. Poster's name was Hello Heisman 212. And he says, A1 on my filet mignon. Here are the facts. I've been with my girlfriend for about four years now. I pride myself a grill master. She put A1 on her steak tonight for approximately the 60th time <laughs> since we've been together. I told her she could eat crap and get out. She said that I'm overreacting. Someone back me up here. Please tell me, you connoisseurs of a great steak. You would never think of putting A1 on it. Is he right? Should you put A1 on a great steak? No, you shouldn't, but A1 is delicious. I eat it on my fries. <laughs> on I'll your fries? On steak. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. I love A1 too, but I do not put it on my steak. Not, a, not. I'll put it on like a, a sirloin, but not, not a filet, no. Well, so this tells me that this guy's not the grill master he thinks he is. One, because A1 wouldn't be anywhere around. And two, she wouldn't be asking Why does it. he have it? That was my is question. And why has he had it for 60 steaks in a row? Right? I mean, right. that seems like and, the, the problem. And why, and why, is why is this one the straw that broke the camel's back? Right. Like, <laughs> was it not a red flag 59 times ago? I don't understand. Yeah, I only eat A1 on like a chicken fried steak. It's good on chicken fried steak. But not on a fillet or ketchup. Someone said they put ketchup on it, oh which God. is probably worse. Yeah, ketchup's like my second favorite food, and I don't even put ketchup on steak. So, yeah, that's a deal breaker. You guys have any other red flags or deal breakers, Joy? You've got to, I mean, anyone under six foot two? I know. Did you breaker. see the smile, the smirk on Joy's face yeah. when you just asked that question? Joy says, "How?" I currently. Joy says, "How much time you got?" Literally, I'm currently doing a TikTok series on red flags. So and it's yeah, funny. So about, check it out. I've got about daily joy red flags um, posted on my TikTok at the current moment. Like if they're a fan of a school that only has male cheerleaders, red flag. Wow, I had so many, and now my brain is. If they smell like corn dogs, if they smell like corn dogs. <laughs> red flag. Um, People who talk in Ubers—that's a red flag for me. If they were anti the college football playoff expansion, red flag. Oh, Joy, I've got one question. Okay. Let's. I just want to say you met the perfect guy. He's over 6'2". He checks all the boxes, and he breaks it to you that he likes Jimbo Fisher. Oh, God. That's a red flag. Like, you have major character flaws. All the other boxes are <laughs> checked, though. I don't think I could do it. 
Oof. Major character flaws. <laughs> <laughs> like you were such a mischief. Honestly, if he's like, I like Jimbo Fisher, I'm gonna be like, then why do you like me? Then like, there's some red flags with you, and then there's some red flags I'm gonna check with myself because you should not be able to like both of us. So if someone that likes Jimbo Fisher likes you, then I, I'm that's gonna do a red, some work. <laughs> I'm gonna do wrong work. with you. I'm gonna call my therapist. <laughs> you should not be liking both of us. We cannot coexist in the same character. That Venn so, diagram. There should be no overlap between those two things. Correct. Correct. My biggest red flag is like if they want to get married in the fall. Red flag or like want to make plans in the fall or if they think it's okay to make plans during the bye week red flag like no, absolutely not can't do it what about you who's you got some red flags i i mean people who misuse there there and there and people who uh, talk in ubers those are my two big ones okay. in ubers you gotta expound on that a little bit. i can't I, so i take ubers all the time yeah. for obvious reasons and i i can't stand talking to strangers i'm really bad at it like i can talk in front of people i love doing public speaking but if you put me one-on-one -on -one with a stranger, it's like the most agonizing thing for me. So when I get in and like if the Uber driver is or wants to talk, it just drives me crazy. So other people who talk to the Uber driver and make them think it's okay, that's a huge red flag for me. Ah, oh, got it. Okay, makes sense. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Hmm. Like if anyone gets I'll out of an Uber, it's like, oh, I had the best conversation with my Uber driver. I'm like, Why? <laughs> I had an Uber driver at like five in the morning one time after a truck broke down and I was driving for 14 hours in this truck moving from New Jersey to South Carolina and then truck broke down completely. I sent my wife to a hotel. Then I got an Uber at 5 a.m. after the truck got towed and he wanted to have a conversation and I wanted to rip his throat out. Yeah, it makes me crazy. Like it's anxiety producing for me. So I usually would put in the earbuds and sunglasses, give, you know, every... <laughs> Every indication that you're indication not interested. that I have no interest in it. And I'm polite. Like, I've got a 4.96 rating, so I'm nice. And I tip. I just, what, happened just on, what happened on that one trip? Yeah, I, mean, I, I I can't remember, but probably something bad. I may have been drunk. Because I'm similar with you, but on airplanes. Like, I don't want to talk to you on an airplane. Do not talk to me. Like, I'm wearing a hoodie. I'm putting AirPods in. I don't want to talk to anyone on an airplane. If you're sitting anyone, beside me. A stranger who talks to you on an airplane is a serial killer. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> MBG's cringing over here because he and I are thinking the same thing. Like, oh, I talk to everybody. In an airport, <laughs> on an airport. No, I don't talk to nobody. I'm with him. I don't. I don't talk to anybody. The less I'll talking talk I can to do, this the better. Wall, if I need to. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is like 88 percent of the talking I do for the day. Casey, what are your red flags? I don't know if I have any anymore. I'm too old for that now. Uh, he's got, definitely he's got oh, low standards. My son cannot go to South Carolina. He can go to any other school in the country or Ohio State. Actually, Ohio State fans, they're they're my red flag. Just, <laughs> just, just a whole swath of people. <laughs> cut them out. The whole state of Ohio, actually, is, Amen. is a red flag. Wait, no, not the Bengals. Not red flag. I like them, too, but they're more Kentucky. I mean, let's be honest. Cincinnati's in Kentucky, right? It's true. The all right, MBG, what are your red flags? I love how this has become a post. I just don't like like idiots, pretty much. But you know, I don't like that we're I, friends, MBG. That's I haven't really been, you know, I haven't really been in the game for a long time in terms we of. You don't have to be in the game. So this can be like in general. Like if someone comes up to you and says something, and then you're like, "Oh no, this is not." Well, that's the red flag right there. If you come up to me and say something, <laughs> that's a red flag. <laughs> just don't, don't. Yeah. I don't it's simple. 
You're so like really me, but to an ex- a further extreme. I like that. I feel you, MBG. That's why I, I low-key, every, every time I think about my name, I'm like, my parents really did me dirty because with a name like Daily Joy, people think like, oh, she's probably super happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I can go talk to her. No, I don't. Don't talk to me. I always told my friends at a few, like, if I die, don't be doing that. Like, she was the bright light and lit up every room. That's a lie. I wore all black and I have four friends. So, like, don't, I'm just not, don't come talk to me. Not interested. That's why text messaging is the greatest thing to ever be invented because I don't have to talk to anybody. I love it. Amen. All right. Enough of that. Enough talking. Let's move on. We all sound totally normal right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a good story from the pit board this week. I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was a poster on the pit board named the Jive Cat. And the Jive Cat apparently likes to order Amazon packages. He was concerned (laughs) about his Amazon delivery driver. So the topic of his post is citizen's arrest. And he says, has anyone ever performed a citizen's arrest? I think I may need to take action, and I do not want to violate anyone's rights. He then follows that up after some people had some questions for him. He said, like many of you, I order from Amazon a few times per week. The driver who drops off many items, not in an Amazon truck, but a personal car, is definitely high on marijuana. It is so bad that my packages reek of marijuana. He must drive around and take the drug. He is going, <laughs> he is going to kill someone or drive off the road. Someone is going to get hurt. I am ordering some items which will arrive tomorrow, and I plan on making a citizen's arrest. So naturally, that prompted people to want to find out what happened. So the next day, he posted what had happened. And I think everybody hoped that he would actually attempt a citizen's arrest. I was hoping. (laughs) And um, he would tell us all about it. But... He apparently thought better of the situation. So the next day he says, I appreciate the advice. I did not make a citizen's arrest. I know. I did the right thing and approached the driver and explained my concern for him and others who may be on the road. I did not accuse him of anything, just stated my concern. Unfortunately, he took this as a threat and thought I was going to get him fired. He was definitely high on marijuana at the time and confused. He <laughs> called me he called me a female dog and tossed my vineyard vines package on the ground. <laughs> are you are we sure this isn't a Virginia fan? Oh I he then says, I have another order coming tomorrow. Hopefully I can talk some sense into him. And I got no follow-up after that. Uh-huh. But he did not make a citizen's arrest on his Uber driver. But should he have? I mean, can I just say low-key, my favorite part of this post is <laughs> that he must drive around and take marijuana. I don't know. <laughs> take, the take the drug. I'm just waiting on the t- for us to find out that it's actually like an Alabama fo- football commit. And he's going to get arrested here. Honestly, uh, up. Full circle. I don't know if you guys will remember this, but it reminded me of that Saved by the Bell episode. Nope. Zach, Zach Morris narks on Johnny Dakota for smoking weed. Do you guys remember that one? Oh, oh yeah. I celebrate the entire catalog. Yeah. That one is, it's, I mean, it's not as good as the one where Jesse gets hooked on caffeine pills, but. But they're like, um, just say no. The way they smoke 
joints and all those shows where marijuana is thought of as this horrible drug just it cracks me up they smoke it in the most evil dramatic way possible <laughs> just, that's what i imagine this person thinks marijuana takers uh look like it reminds me of that office where dwight is trying to figure out who left the burnt <laughs> marijuana in the parking lot yeah that that's exactly who this guy reminds me of although dwight at least was a i think he was a sheriff's a volunteer sheriff's deputy at least <laughs> he wasn't actually going to make a citizen's arrest is there I mean, such what? thing as citizen's arrest there is yeah yeah most states mo i think most states it has to be a felony i don't know about pennsylvania like what would know. it take for you to try and perform a citizen's arrest i was trying to think if there are any circumstances where i would do anything and i would i would run so far away not fast but i would yeah. run far away yeah. Not most, most. I, I might call someone, but uh, I'm not about to do it myself. Too late to you know do what that. Happens when I see something, you call 911 and let the police figure it out, right? Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, this person was planning on talking to them again the next day. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure the delivery driver is really looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> like this, all of a sudden, there's a different driver, again. yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> The other thing that I didn't really get an update on was the Vineyard Vines package. Uh, I'm <laughs> assuming that made it out okay, but you know I don't like know. Like marijuana smoke thrown on the ground. I don't know if it's going to make it. <laughs> this guy walked around in his Vineyard Vines shirt that still smells like marijuana, trying to explain to his wife that he's not the one smoking it. I did not take any marijuana. I swear. <laughs> also, if you're purchasing a Vineyard Vines shirt, you're probably not the person to be performing a citizen's arrest. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> That's the exact type of person that you would picture trying to make a citizen's arrest. Yeah, his, his wife's name is definitely Karen. <laughs> and his name is Chad. Oh. No, not fast Chad. Not fast. No, <laughs> slow Chad. I was going to go with like Ed. <laughs> That's a good one too. But it, Tucker. Really, really, this reminds me of a BYU fan. I would, If you were to read this story and not tell me what board this was from, I would definitely have to have said this was a BYU fan. That's but. a solid call, yeah. So this is on the pit board? Is that what you said? Yeah, pit fan. That's not. I would picture them to be a little more laid back in yeah, terms would, of yeah. marijuana consumption. But I guess when you're talking about vineyard vines packages, uh, you can't be too careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that? So, is marijuana driving when they're delivering your packages. <laughs> seven, seven miles an hour. <laughs> Sorry for the Tommy Boy reference. That really got me. Do you know how fast you were going? 77. That's the second Tommy Boy reference I saw today. I don't know why that just killed me. Oh. That'll do it for this week's episode of MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. <laughs> <laughs>